Hello and welcome back to the Timeline Astrology Podcast with myself, Gary O'Toole, and my guest today, Kishori. Kishori is the keeper of the carousel, luminous dreamer of dreams and weaver of webs, superfluid shapeshifter, catalytic converter, spinner of tales, singer of songs, dancer of desires, lover of the leela of life, wild knight rider who never grows old. Kishori is a super contemporary creator of state-of-the-art designer software for the evolutionary mind. So I've had Kishori on the podcast previously and we talked all about the Song of Rahu, her epic poem. And we've also started this series called, what we are calling, uh, Maps of Consciousness, where we take Rahu and place it in each of the houses of astrology, the different areas of life. And it's a sort of a way of breaking down Rahu and taming the beast, as it were, and looking at the different areas of life and how we might experience Rahu in its more uh, contracted form, and then hopefully also be able to experience its release. Um, Because Rahu is very much about the contraction and the release. And Kishori does a great job of explaining that release and that freedom that Rahu brings Although in astrology, we might be very focused on where we're contracted, where our blind spots are. So today's podcast is all about Rahu in the second house. And the second house is all about what sustains us, uh, literally, physically, as in what food sustains our physical body, but also what sustains us in any which way. And the values that we hold that sustain us and the valuables we hold also, the resources in terms of our bank balance. So Rahu in the second, of course, can show issues around greed. And it's a sort of thing like where when we're contracted in that state, we could wheeze the life out of the flow. So whether that's in terms of food or money or our sense of self-worth, we, we tap into all of these things in the podcast. And um, we started with food. Yes, it's... Um... <sighs> It's more nourishment by mind and acknowledging, uh, recognizing, realizing what we really are. And the, the, the truth is, in my personal explorations over the years and in the awakening to the, um, to the state of being all already nourished, fully, full, being full, being uh, Purna, being absolutely uh, able to access anything. And it began um, kind of years ago when I was looking at homeopathy and I realized I didn't have to take a substance. I could look at a picture or I could place it on the bed table or I could just imagine it as long as I knew, feel it. And the word knowing is not fully expressing what it is, because most often when we speak, we know through the mind. But what we have to do is look at the ancient meaning of a, of knowing, which is merging with, becoming one with. Mm -hmm. Like uh, a man would know his woman, his wife. You see what I mean? So the word knowing always, not always, but most often takes the um, 
the perception of what's happening, of what, of what, even what you're referring to, to mind, to thinking, mm. to hear. And that's not the case. You have to know with your whole body. So when I speak of knowing, it's, I write sometimes, see, know, feel, love, enjoy, consume, something like that. Hmm. And when you imagine, when you experience yourself to be a separate little particle, if you like, not, uh, an, uh, not connected to the wave that you emerge from, that you still are, then there is this sense of I, this little thing, needs to eat in that way, to consume something, to keep this little thing alive. But actually, when the true realization, true cognition, true uh, merging with happens when it, when it takes place, as it will with everybody, ultimately, because that's what we are emerging into, a full spectrum uh, presence embodied with, with, let's call it, I don't know, metabolic flexibility, able to eat, that means put in the mouth and enjoy, or not. It makes no difference, because food is for pleasure, ultimately. And as we, uh, as we awaken into this state of merged with, being completely one with the ocean that surrounds us, that we are, it even surrounds us, it surround, is everything, the field, the heart field. And I call it heart field. Someone was asking me the other day, um, I mean, it, this, this will come back to ordinary eating in a minute. <laughs> and as someone asked me the other day <clears throat> what I meant by heart field, well, I said, well, it's the, it's the field that, uh, that, that people like Sheldrake and, and, and many, many others refer to, the field of existence. But I refer to it as the heart field because the access point that I, I uh, realized is through this the little heart star, the little point of light, which is the, um, the, 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 what should we call it, the ignition point of the two cells that merge. So it already is what it is. And I, when one day years ago, I looked, I, I just looked at the air around me. I, I think I was walking out my bedroom door into the gallery and the stables and, and I went, oh, it's all candy floss. You know, candy for filaments of light. And I could see that everything was actually made of candy floss. Now, of course, candy floss is a kind of sweet uh, food, uh, filaments of light. But that, that um, biology, modern biology and exploration of nourishment would say, oh, that's poison, it's sugar, and it's sponge sugar, and therefore it's no good. The thing is, food, as with everything else, we have to get to the, that, we have to uh, allow the state of knowing that we already are everything outpictured. 
and pleasure, the third one of the yogic uh, flowers and fruit, the uh, kama, you know, dharma, artha, kama, moksha, the, the third one is, it, the, or they call it aims in yoga philosophy, but I don't see it as an aim, I see it as a natural state. Mm. It is already the case, so you have to allow it to flower rather than aim towards it, you know, because that also is a separative way of, of speaking about it. So the thing is, when you get into referring to the act of eating or anything, in fact, we're talking about eating, nourishing, you, you, you end up into mm, energizing the language of separation. If food is simply enjoyment, like walking out into a field and smelling the fresh grass and, and feeling the breeze and the blue sky and the sky and the, 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 the trees, all the different plants, the little daisies, or looking at the stars or whatever it is, it's like if the let go happens and the recognition the realization and making it real then everything is enjoying itself everything is light refracting on light so everything in in consciousness is already automatically uh, unconsciously um, enjoying itself and if we look at the act of eating as full digestion happens with pleasure if you eat something strategically, well, I must eat, I must eat another uh, another lettuce today, or two glasses of green smoothie, or whatever it is, and you don't really want it. If you love it, fine. If you don't really, and you'd rather say, well, I don't actually feel hungry at the moment. I'd like to have an ice cream later on, for example. Mm. Whatever, everything can be nourishing. I have played with this too because I know it to be the case, but playing with it. And I, I mean, I don't like sweet things very much. I don't really reach for them a lot, but sometimes eating an ice cream with absolute deep, deep pleasure. I mean, really, really lovely, creamy, organic, something delicious. And that is enough for the day because of the amount of pleasure. And it's the amount of pleasure that we get from the food, truly, honestly, rather than what we think about it or what we have learned about it. If you look at, 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 at a, and I watch children being fed in India oh, and in Spain as well, where the mother would just push food into the mouth. Minja, 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 that's Catalan. Or in India, little bowls of rice, balls of rice and push it in. And then, you see the child wandering around, it automatically reaches for a bit of raw carrot because that's what it feels like. And eating balls of cooked rice is a learnt, it's an acquired thing, an acquired, you know. Mm -hmm. So if we can make every act of consuming anything that is to eat, I'm going to talk about other forms of nourishment in a minute, but if we can consume everything as a sacred puja, as a sacred offering, as, a, as, a, as an act of communion, communion, it becoming one with, merging, like this thing I said about the beginning about knowing. A man, when, in the Bible you see a lot, 
and Locke went into his chamber and knew his wife. It's, it's the merging with, the becoming one with. So if there is, um, I mean, not if, when there is real appreciation of the act of communion, consciousness of what it is, to whatever level you have realized, I mean, candy floss is as good as anything, or living light, or, uh, or love, or whatever you want. But these are words. It's mm. the feeling together with the pleasure. And you only need, mm, well, you're satisfied, need is not the word, you are satisfied sometimes with just a taste. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh yeah. Do you did you ever read um I think it was C.S. Lewis, yes, the Space Trilogy. No. The, no, okay, well, uh, it's not what I mean, it's reading if you like it, but there's mm-hmm. one little bit where <clears throat> um Arthur Ransom was the name of the of the protagonist, the hero, and he ends up taken to Perilandra, which is Venus. Uh, by Mal- by an Eldil, which is an archangel of the, the planet, to to um, rescue or to save Venus before the fall. Okay, so the so fall. Anyway, they they land on a, a piece of ground. It's nighttime, so they go to sleep. And in the morning, they realize that what they're lying on is a floating island. And there beside them, they feel hungry. So you know the, the island goes up and down with the waves. It's always surfing the ocean. It's a beautiful analogy of, of life. That's why I like him, not so much the, the story, which is lovely, but the, the, these little snippets he gives us, descriptors. So, so there's a tree growing there, and there's some beautiful looking fruit, and the three, three of them are there. One of them reaches out and picks a fruit, and they, okay, let's taste this. And it is so delicious that he shares it with the other two. And it's absolutely exquisite. They've never tasted anything like it. So, of course, what do we do, human being? Oh, let's have another one. The second one doesn't taste quite so good. So they throw it down and say, well, perhaps it was a bit off, that one. They try a third one. (laughs) It's disgusting. (laughs) So it's like that, oh, they're being conditioned Mm. to that state. And it's so beautiful. If we, if we say create a sacred puja, a sacred communion every time, and we, we, have, we have time and we have the attention to make it into a, 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 maybe lay a little beautiful cloth or a, a pretty knife and fork or a nice glass or just something. It doesn't have to be a full-scale banquet, but something to honor that you are going to perform the heroes gamos the sacred marriage, the communion of conscious and unconscious. And you do that for a very few days, you will find that all sorts of hitches with food start to fade. That thing is remembering and and loving the practice. But just to do it tantrically, to eat. I've got a little piece that I might send you called tantric raspberry about eating a raspberry, about take, putting in your mouth and letting all the little pixels melt and merging with the essence so it becomes you. But it doesn't become you strategically. It becomes the living light or the living consciousness that it is 
merges with you in a sacred communion. And it's fun. It doesn't have to be serious. See, I'm speaking about it as a sacred communion. And I mean, people think of that as like, well, maybe he used to go to church. and <laughs> It's not like that. It's like, oh, wow. Look at this. Just sit and look at the little raspberry with all those little little cells. I used to call them little pixels, you know. <laughs> and they melt in the mouth. And you would automatically condition yourself to eat just to consume just the best and if you eat that with that contemplation which is not difficult to to play with you know if you just put attention on what it is and have the that uh, intention to to experience it so eating becomes well, a sacred act. And of course, there are other ways as well of knowing that you already are fully nourished. I've had a lot of difficulty with this part of my life. Um, yeah. And it's because I have Rahu in the second house. So I know the contracted state all too well. Like, obviously, I do know the, the very open state and what you're referring to makes complete sense to me. And I remember being at a talk once and there was a panel discussion about a, a movie about health and food and nu nutrition, especially. And one lady on the panel said, oh, I don't know, you could eat, you could just eat like, you know, even like you're saying, like sugar or something. But if you just feel really good about it, like and she wasn't referring to it like you are like this deep knowing this communion with the food. But she was suggesting that, you know, but then that really didn't go down well with the other panelists because they're all nutritionists. So they're so focused on the, you know, no, that's not a good calorie and that's not this and that. So she was knocked down, basically. You know, and so I know that other side of it as well, because I kind of come from that world. And so I've swung wildly in my life from eating atrociously as a young child and the sugary sweets and all of that and all of the 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 dental work I've had to have done in in as a result of that. So I know the kind of detriment of Rahu, which is a poison as well, if we look at it from that level. But now I swung the other opposite way where I'm like completely, quote unquote, clean eater, like where I'm just obsessed about eating well all the time. So I, I, in a way, I, I will get triggered by this conversation. And at the same time, I'm just trying to stay open, open myself to what you're saying, because it does resonate with me at the same time. But I know it's my biggest blind spot. Mm. So that's why I never worked in nutrition, even though I trained in it, because I didn't want to, because I get too focused on it. I get too contracted on the Rahu, you know, and then the freedom is there, but I just, I'm so aware of the contraction. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And the, the thing is, it's 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 not so much the food, is that this is the area in which the obsessive nature reveals itself very easily. Right. That's exactly it. You know, and we can get beyond food and talk about values, like what we're being nourished by beyond the physical, you know, what values are like sustain you as a person which you're taught by your family mm -hmm. and of course the second sign also the second house of this astrology represents the family unit yes, yes. the early childhood upbringing and it's at that point when you're being fed by your caregivers that you learn about these things i understand so you get you get uh, the mind gets programmed by things that other people have said but you the real the real gary the real you prior to the name even 
knows the truth. You know it because you radiate it. And <clears throat> you're, you're playing as a consciousness with this merging of the opposites. This merging of, well, yeah, your love is for what, what I'm saying, because you know it. You know it to be the case. <clears throat> Osho used to say, can a fish in the sea be thirsty? So if, as well as allowing yourself to just be okay with the experience of contraction and all the things, and just not bothering to try and change it, just go, okay, that's what I've inherited, okay. And then allow the body or play with uh, the, being in the now, never mind what the past has told you, never mind what the programs are, what do you, as pure consciousness with that pure intent, what would you choose to gift your body with your experience, your bodily joy, pleasure, your, your, your yogic fruits and flowers, you know? Um, and what would you choose? And just daily affirm your choice. Look in the mirror, two minutes in the morning. I am existing in the now, right now, there's only the now, no past, no future. We live as if they exist. We imagine they exist. We've got to-do list and we've got um, memories and I'm in the middle of writing a mem memoir at the moment, but it's, it's, they, are, they are not experienced in the past and they are not experienced in the future. You only have the now, and the now, the now. In that point, what we've spoken about, the point of fusion, let there be light and these two cells merge in that knowing, knowing each other, merging, becoming one, like a man or a woman know, knows the opposite sex, moves into it, or any sex, or what, it doesn't matter. That merging of two minds, hearts, and bodies. And, and know that you are, what you are has came, come from that, every cell has come from that original thing. So what you are right now, prior to mind knowing anything, is the mass of pure consciousness, radiant, a radiant mass of that nuclear fusion that came from the original source that is self-generating, self-nourishing, self-actualizing, self-anything. The story of our life has come through those experiences that you've taken on or, or that we have taken on in the, uh, you can read them in the astrological charts so nicely. What am I, look, what's my astrological chart for? Well, really, it's for digesting. You have to digest those other influences that if you look, you can say, yes, it was my mother said this. If you look, any good Jyotishi looks at a chart and can know <clears throat> what seems to be a more ultimate cause, but the real ultimate cause has to be pure consciousness coming here to integrate certain frequencies. So, so if we just simply chose, as if you were, the, let's say you're the therapist or the, the, the person, the, 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 the alchemist playing with another being to support them, you go, okay, well, what am I going to give you? Okay, so we're going to take a very simple little way of expressing pure intent. Brainwash the body. Brainwash your brain, brainwash the neural pathways, 
drown it in in that state that you would choose rather than the state of of, of, of anxiety and contraction and confusion around the act of eating or the, the the particular frequency of the food you could recognize even if it was just a moment before you sit down and eat or before you stand and eat before you put anything in your mouth you go oh wow and be full of the mystery of what this is it's a very quick way to resolve all all complications with food if and when you have a consciousness and you do have if you know what i mean it's like somebody who is really not not yet very conscious is going to find this practice that we're speaking of difficult but you could do it one minute look in the mirror and affirm that you are choosing now to on your on your on your tableau rasa your your blank screen you're choosing from the now from that state of a uh, frequency that doesn't actually consider the past or the future you can make that active choice because you do whenever you speak to a a, a client or whenever you're maybe immersed in some yogic practice you are in that state but can i just say i mean this makes so much sense to me and it resonates with me and i, I have this yeah, sense yeah. of knowing that knowing it but i have yeah. a sense of knowing it only in my mind because yeah, exactly mm. You know, and I, and I understand what you're saying to get into that state. And I could imagine myself being in that state, eating a, like a, a chocolate cake. You know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. Right. And I think... Is that, is that the worst poison in your life? For me, no, not necessarily. Yeah, me, yep. uh, maybe, you know, I used to eat a lot of these kind of sticky, chewy sweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so many. Like, you know, and for me now to eat even one of those would be a challenge. To put it in my mouth and to really uh, be at one with that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And even though I know what you're saying, and it's like we, you talked about last time, I think, when you talked about Ram Das meeting his guru and they handed him all of these LSD pills and it's like, <laughs> just popped them all and it's like, didn't do anything. I, I, I know that as well. But at the same time, I'm, it's so ingrained in me now because I've spent years right. trained, my mind being entrained to think that this is a bad okay, thing. So, a good so, thing. So, so could you, could you imagine yourself making a new practice just one minute a day. I mean, you have to go into the bathroom to maybe clean your teeth and you can look in the mirror and say, oh, hello, what shall we be today? Let's choose the state of ease and simplicity mm. and know that you already are. You, you are. you already are the ocean of everything. And, and maybe it's go, oh, wow, what is this? Knowing it's that. You know, the, 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 the magic is the heart star. I tell you, it's the real magic. Somebody was asking me what I meant by the heart star and, and that it's a very hackneyed symbol at the moment. And, and, you know, and I went, well, I was playing with this by direct revelation long before heart math started. <laughs> you know what I mean? As, as a direct realization, this is a living mass. This is... Just think of those two little cells going, let there be light and the whole universe, according to this little drop of consciousness that acquires the name Gary or other names that it may be given them, doesn't matter. But what are you actually? 
and it can be so full that if you just make the choice to instruct your cells, to instruct your neural pathways, to just do it and flood the body, the cells, they're waiting. They have the capacity to align to their blueprint, but they need instruction. So there's a, the bridge, that, 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 the, that instruction or that choice is the bridge between what you, the knower, you, the everything, you, the, the, the source of your life, you, the cause of everything, becomes a reality, not an idea, not something that's learnt from a book or a teacher or by exploring, but becomes direct revelation not just in the mind, but in the whole body. And it becomes, oh, wow. And the cells love um, this bathing in, in your, your embracing, your acceptance of them, that they are, you know, the thing I love to, to quote is um, James T. Kirk and the, and the commander of the Starship Enterprise with your crew that absolutely adore and respect you because they are your, your expression and, and, and you serve them by reminding them of their dignity, who they are, their knowledge, their ability. You only have to do it a tiny bit and they start to, be, to acquire the state of dignity, of freedom that is your ultimate nature, that is the natural unfolding. Everything can be nourished. I mean, one of the things I used to play with people is um, with is um, is is color, and and taste, and beauty, and breathing. Now, there's lots of stuff like pranayamas, like using the air, breathe in, and with that particular patterns and everything, and and like breathing in light and breathing out toxins. It's not like that. It's all the ocean of bliss. So you can breathe in now, just go, go, wow, if everything is the same, I'm breathing in myself. And I'm breathing out. So this is, they're nice games to play, breathe in light and breathe out toxins. It's great. Mm. That's the biochemical, biological energy, you know, the consciousness. And you are so far, the essence of you is so far beyond that already and I suspect that most people are actually listening to us talking also because otherwise how would they be interested in this in this how would they be how would they be listening mm -hmm. so so it's just practice now even taking in a breath and going wow just become conscious of what it is and you can make it anything you like because imagination it's all it's all just of a piece it's only one consciousness one being one everything but if you use your imagination which is key to it all it, it activates your feeling and it's the feeling that nourishes so if you don't eat with pleasure and and feeling uh, like like in kama the kama in the like kama from the kama sutra the kama the pleasure embodied in sensation it doesn't actually connect. It's an idea. Mm -hmm. It's like 
like a game I used to play with my brother in my mother's American cookbook, the little fondant fancies, and when we were little, we'd go, I want that one, I want that one with the pink brows on it. But, and it's, but we had such fun that it was like, for us as kids, it was like eating them. Okay. Let me tell you a story. When I was a yeah, child, go on, tell me. I have two brothers, and the yeah. three of us used to be so, like, you know, those blocks of ice cream? Yeah, yeah. Right. We used to get a ruler, a measuring ruler, like a tape, <laughs> and measure out like three thirds, so that we n none of the other two would get the, uh, any more. We'd have to get the exact same piece each, or we'd be angry at each other. You know, we're so like we need as much ice cream as each other. That's the kind of environment I grew up in, right? So you can imagine now Rahu in the second for me how that's yeah 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 everything you you say is like resonates so much and I know that I could make that a practice and I do obviously to the best of my ability but at the same time it's still where I I am blind it's still where I'm contracted and it's so easy for me to talk about Rahu in all the other places yeah. for other well, people but for this place it's just a trigger. Well, I would suggest that you don't say I am blind in this frequency. Because I don't see you blind. I see you in as a great being, as beingness, right? An individuated mm. drop of, of consciousness playing with integrating a frequency. And sooner or later, you as consciousness are intending to integrate it when you've played enough. Now, when you've played enough, you'll get fed up and you'll say, all right, I am now as consciousness on a program my 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 cells my my taste my my and you just have to instruct that this is the state i've i've done this in spades now i tell you it, it's it's a it's a choice it is a choice mm. it makes so much sense and it for me i've been very strategic about it up until this point and it's yeah yeah, yeah. Say, hand on heart it's not something that i practice regularly it's it's love that will do it. Mm. And that is a very hackneyed phrase. Mm. But love is attention. Mm. Love is simply giving attention to what you, you, you know? And somehow we get drawn into giving attention uh, to what we don't love. And it's a little error, a little error. Mm. But if you only love, if you only give attention to the state that you want rather than affirming, I mean, that's right. Listen, I'm not talking that I've been perfect for my, I know this because I've played with it. Mm. And I know that by programming it, any desire really, any real hunger, it, it, it's vanished. As I can eat so little now, but what I do eat, I eat, you know, just one or two little things. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I had a real difficulty with it as well, mm. but it's fallen away. Mm -hmm. As you, as you, because if you play with the other areas of your life and nourish yourself with um, the breath, with light, with sound, with movement, with anything, and practice being in that state that you very well know, and this is for every, all of us, the state of the, that frequency of knowing what we're talking about. Because you don't, isn't you don't know that state. You do. You know it so well because this is what, this is what you you transmit. All the people that come to to play astrology with you, that's what they're coming for. Mm -hmm. That consciousness that you are, mm -hmm. you can apply it if you choose. And you go, okay, body, cells, 
whatever, all of that I am. Mm. We had enough of playing with it now. Okay, let's take, set up a practice, write it down like you might with anything else and say, right, we're going to do uh, five minutes or two minutes or whatever it is. It'll be programming. And if you, if you write it, I have something I call the, the magic, um, the, uh, the, 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 the magical notebook. It's a, it's, a, it's a notebook where you, you write down what you wish to experience, what you choose, what you appreciate, and what you want to transform. It's from a Vishnu and Shiva, right? Mm. So creating, maintaining, or defining what you want. And if you just wrote it down in any little notebook where you write your notes, I'm sure you do, because you're a very precise kind of being. Yes. <laughs> you must write notes. I'm definitely a you note taker. And then, yes. And a list maker, and I love ticking things off a list. Yes, exactly. So you can make a little list of of the 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 let's say a, a three week programming, and you're going to say I'm going to start on this day, just like you would give somebody a a, a, a Vedic practice, mm. and you would say right, what about it? You talk to yourselves and you say no, what can we do that or can, what practice can we uh, accept that that is not going to be overwhelmed, too much, too little, mm. but just the right Goldilocks amount of attention. A Goldilocks amount of attention is a lovely way of describing it. Because yeah. we everybody knows that's just the right amount, not too much, not too little, and you can allocate a few minutes. But get into the state of pleasure so it's not another item on your to-do list or your to, 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 to make yoga list or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it, it is actually so simple and it's a, it's a joke about how, how that, easy that, that, that's, that now is for the first time since you started speaking, started to yeah. settle with me. When you could choose. It, it basically, yeah, it's that, it's not, it's, yes. it's not that overwhelmed. It's the Goldilocks amount. It's the Goldilocks amount yeah. of attention. So maybe it's the like small chewy sweet and just yes. make the yeah. You don't have to do anything. You just have to. There's two things that you could do. You could spend that moment looking in the mirror and, and choosing and the state. Maybe you might describe what the state feels like, that you're eating this and you're eating that, whatever. It doesn't have to be stretching the boundaries, just mm. anything. Mm. And then maybe uh, uh, choosing to have a few seconds as you sit mm. to get to that state where everything is automatically digested, like life. You roll up the carpet of the past mm. as you walk behind you, you know? Mm. And so the past doesn't sit in a you show like a big heavy bag. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this all makes so much sense. And I and actually what you're saying, I do remember again strategically reading about things and applying things and, and planning things. I remember reading about this study that was done where they took two groups of people, like 500 in each group or something, and they fed them a, a piece of chocolate cake. But mm. one group didn't feel good about it, and the other group just enjoyed eating chocolate cake. And yes. they took their markers afterwards, their blood markers, and of course, lo and behold, the group that felt good about it, their blood markers weren't affected too much. Whereas the group that felt really bad about eating this chocolate cake, you know, they had really bad, you know, blood markers, you know? Exactly. So if right now... Right now, you don't only consult your head, but you put your hand on your heart, mm. on your belly, on your on your on your mouth, perhaps for taste, mm. and and feel your whole of your digestion, and say, "Okay, guys, how about it? 
mm. and see what the, the response you might get a little your your whatever your responses are your it's like a fizz or a warmth or a flow or a feeling that yeah that's cool why don't we have an experiment yeah, I know this I know this so well because I do practice it obviously I have done I'm not planning to but I have have that sense but I also I'm so strategic that I'll even do this thing where you know knowing what Rahu is in like in that strategic way it's this contracted state but then it's this open state it's excess you know it's a block but it's excess what I'd end up doing a lot is uh, intermittent fasting so I'll, I'll eat in a very short window in the day so I'll I'll fast for like 18 hours and then I'll only eat for like six hour window mm. and so it's kind of like I'm really hungry by the time I eat and then whatever I eat it's like my cells just are like oh thank you and they just really feel nourished by it but it's still a bit strategic like I'm not like what you're saying just sitting with it and feeling and opening with it asking yourselves or consulting your whole body and it's so it's not it's not just your idea of what the food is mm. how do they feel because sometimes you if you experiment and explore it your cells and your taste buds and your digestion and your mind they're all at odds mm. right and you have they have to be in yoga so it's 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 using food or allowing the act of consumption to be <clears throat> your dojo. Mm. Take it for a, I mean, I'm saying three weeks because it's a standard thing, but you could have any number out of time and you only really need to do this fully once with the whole of every cell and it's mm -hmm. done. But, but because we are not all totally in, in yoga, <laughs> But bits that think one thing, another bit that's programmed from somewhere else, and we store them as the archaeological body. Mm. Right? But it's still now; it's not in the past. Mm. And also, there's endless other ways of, of maybe of of having chats with what people programmed you with your brothers. You you could do mm. sessions, merging sessions, that, uh, or or mm. taking everything to that heart space, so they they come from the heart field anyway but i want to get to another point here which i come think come on then let's talk about something let's else talk about something else because it's actually ties in more uh, it's more relevant to this which is value as yes. in self-worth and valuing oh, yourself and yourselves and every single one of yourselves because let's face it i've read enough charts of people now with Rao in the second or aspecting the second and it creating like big major blocks like addiction issues and not feeding themselves well and all of these things because they it's again intrins intrinsically a value a, a sense of self-worth that they might have an issue with because that's what your 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 family teaches you growing up and when they feed you good food you feel worthy you know they value you feel great because you're valued and you value yourself and even in terms of earning money it mm -hmm. ties in with that so it has all of these kind of it, this sense of value basically can, mm -hmm. can we talk to that yeah in terms of value so rahu of course in the second would of course show can show yes extremes yes of not having enough self-worth yes not having enough value not literally having enough money i've seen it in charts of those who literally they become uh, millionaires and then they lose it all yes with rahu in the second the, this the the, the polarizing Yes. Swinging effects, yes. Swinging effect. It's always yeah. seems to be, again, this extreme. It's either impossible or it's easy. Always uh, impossible. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the only, the, the, the real thing, the real crux of all of this, whether we talk about food or anything, is to go to 
the realization, the state of being realized and communicating, know it, even if you only know the tiniest little, teeniest little speck, that little speck, if you put attention on that, it grows and grows and occupies all of the space. And knowing that you, the you that you really are, this little genius, this little light, genius is simply the guiding, your own guiding light, that's what it is. And it fills all the space. So you become sovereign, you become lord or, 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 or mistress of your own creation. Your body, your mind, what you put in your mind, what you put in your mouth, the value you give. The old idea of, of, of going to food is blessing food and knowing and honoring what absolutely everything is. Everything. And, and merging, knowing that you already are, not even merging, but, the, um, but knowing that you are everything. Everything rises from that little point of, uh, of, of light which ex ex expands into being absolutely everything. So self-inquiry, whether we do it through the, the map of consciousness that you explore or any other map or any, and, and we are the map and the territory and the, 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 the diamond body and consciousness, whatever it is. And by deliberate choice, not accepting anything that was given, because that's the illusory past or the, or the illusory future, but just right now in that, that now, because now is all there is. Now there isn't anything else. So whatever you've got in your bucket, in your body, in your cells, in your mind, now, that's what you're choosing. And you have the power, and we all have the power, each one, drops of pure consciousness, all the same, have the power to instruct, to revise, to, to recognize, to honor the cellular consciousness, the body, the neural pathways, and go, oh, wow, you're thinking that, you're experiencing that frequency, or I'm experiencing that frequency, because I am allowing it. Because you are the Lord of all you are. You, you're the, the, the essential you. So if you want, if you really want to choose value, the value of the most treasured, I don't know, a, a Christ or a Buddha or a, a king or a, whatever, doesn't matter what it is, a precious jewel. If you want that, if you desire that, you can feel that your heart desires to be acknowledged. Like the, 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 like the Sufi, um, was, it, was it Sufi? I was a secret treasure and I desired to be known. I wished to be known. I wished to know myself and say, I am that. I don't know it fully. Not every little scrap of me knows it, but I am what gave rise to this little, this little point of light. When there's no words, there's no story, there's no nothing, just a, a nuclear fusion. And you go, okay, well, I must be, what I am must be the same as every other. So, if you think of any great being that you would give value and honor to, 
you are no different. How could you be? It's logical. You could not be anything else. What else you put on or you have, uh, maybe when you're a child, you, you don't know, but you do know at some level. There are children, there are children being born now who absolutely, they're mind-blowing. <laughs> and we are still those children. And as those children uh, demonstrate that original nature, your child, or the child you, the innocent one, is still that. But the, 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 we have the intelligence, or we have the ability to simply, as I said, that very simple exercise, go to the mirror in the morning, having chosen the state that you want, the state that you would that you recognize when I describe it, you know it, and you could easily describe that to somebody else. You could. Mm. Maybe you have and could easily do it. So you stand in the mirror and you say, right, guys, this is the frequency that we are going to play with now. I am acknowledging, I am honoring you, but you have to speak, but everybody is your mirror, but your mirror in the morning is... And, and the, is one of the doorways, but it's a very powerful doorway, if and when we commit to simply do that. So if you wake up feeling awful about yourself, for some example, I don't know, something's happened the day before and you haven't cleared it, and that, that is the very first thing you have to do when you wake, put your hand on your heart and go, oh. My, my son sent me a little piece what did he say? A little voice message this morning. And he said, I, let's see if I can remember it. I am the servant of the one who steals the heart. Or falls in love with the one who creates everything. I am, what did he say? You know, I can't even remember it now, but it's like, it was like so absolute, I went, oh, wow. I can remember the last line. No, maybe it'll come. But it's like recognizing, even if it's a little piece by, I didn't know whether it was what Krishna, my son had said, or whether he, he's quoting something from Kabir or Rumi. I didn't know, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't tell, because it was so clear. Hmm. Now, Programming yourself, that means in the now, because it's the only moment you have, you don't have any past or any future, you can bypass anything that anybody gave you in 3D land, in, in your past, in whatever the past is. Anything. Because mm. you are more powerful than that. But it's the, it's the act of actually that inner action. It's not the outer action, it's the inner action, or creating a circumstance that the inner action is given permission to rise, the inner, the inner knowing, and occupy all of the space, instead of allowing something that somebody else said years ago or yesterday, or to occupy the space, the archaeology, you know? So it can be so direct. This, this makes me think about one of the other key things that the second house represents. Yes, go on. Which is speech and vision. Like having a vision for something, or literal vision as well, your eyesight, 
and and speech what not just what goes into your mouth and what you're being nourished by but what are you speaking and like that practice yes. of going to the mirror in the morning morning really kind of resonates in that sense of that needing to speak uh to that but also speak your truth yes because your words your words carry such vibration if you are very in in, in yoga because mm. we're we're a bit you know that we're the ten thousand things when the cells carry all sorts of other frequencies, when you are in yoga and you your word comes from deep knowing source, knowing as merged, mm. your whole body is in union, is vibrant at that moment. It doesn't matter what old programs there were, doesn't matter what fears there are for the future. At that moment, you can then speak what you are choosing, the frequency that you choose to fill your space with you as pure consciousness, pure love, or the, the highest that you can possibly imagine, and more. It makes me think about being in that space and speaking from that, you know, the potential of that to actually, because let's face it, it's still Rahu, and even uh, just speaking about your truth can be for others quite difficult to hear for example then speak it to yourself until you know it how difficult is it for you to hear when i speak this the real you not at all no i say no 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 so yeah but it wouldn't come it wouldn't come like this if i weren't speaking to somebody mm. that wants to hear somebody doesn't want to hear right you know that's like she said those who have ears to hear I'm here, but if you don't want to hear, so that's why I say choice, 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 choice. What do you, which frequency do you choose? The mind, I call it Mr. Frosty Breath, is a killer. And it says, who do you think you are? <laughs> well, I am what I choose to be. But you have to, you have to do the input. And this is the, the rainbow bridge, if you like. So... That makes that makes not just so much sense, but it really resonates. And I really have to after this conversation, I'm really going to have to go away and sit with this for a while and yeah, make my lists and all of that, but actually, you know, make it a practice for myself personally, because like I said, it is the area of my life where Rahu has grabbed me and yes. you know, it has particular hold of me right now, of course, because I'm in this Rahu cycle, right? And it has been extreme in the past also, but right now. And fortunately, I have at least had enough consciousness to rise above the mo more extreme expressions of Rao. I, like, yeah. I'm not going down that kind of addicted route and all of that, but still there is imbalances there, you know, for sure. But you know what, Rahu, in the, in the song I wrote, in, in, it's just like, a, it's this, he's the shepherd guiding you back, guiding consciousness back to itself, because there is only the one, you as consciousness, guiding yourself back, embracing Rahu, so you can actually say, oh, thank you for showing me this. I'm going to become the freest ever with food. I'm going to perform divine puja every time I put anything in my mouth, every time I take a sip of water, every time I, I consider what I am, what worth, what level of value am I going to attribute to myself? And subsequently, everybody else so you become that radiant source of because everybody is your mirror and they 
ones who are yours, only those come to you anyway. So they have to be, otherwise, you know, they don't, they don't come. They come because they're looking for how to activate their own knowing, their own magic with their own self-nourishment. Like, uh, you know, like the, what's that in there? I sometimes remember some of the um, ancient Catholic liturgy, the, 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 the pelican, the pia pelicanis, or the, the self-feeding, feeding, feeding uh, or uh, like China Master feeding her disciples from her own blood, or the phoenix, oh, what a lovely painting of a phoenix with some on the wall there that a friend did for me. And it's like, <clears throat> we are self-generated. We, Mr. Frosty Breath, the mind that keeps the lid on, says, no, you're not. And then when you look at the past or you look at old echoes, but when you know that you have the choice, the highest frequency that you can ever think of, that you know of, you're aware of, whether it's a mythological figure or it's somebody that's actually incarnate right now, they are all frequencies. There's only one being, one person, one, you know, the, the, the divine Purusha, Brakriti, whatever. There's only that. And everyone is the same one. And why do they look different? Because they've all made unique choices. So Rahu is, is the psychopomp, he's the leader, is the, he's, he's absolutely the key, as he says in the song, the key to eternal life. Because when you stop resisting anything, it doesn't mean keep it, but the first act of any, the first uh, embrace of any circumstance, anybody, any person has to be that namaste. When I am in that place and you, there's only one of us. And it doesn't take two, it only takes one. So although namaste looks as if there's to be two, it isn't, it's only you because everything is you, you outpictured, you mirror, uh, mirrored. So if you honor this, what could this be? What could this body be but incarnate consciousness? And you, as sovereign of this, this unique drop of consciousness, has the power to choose. When you have a koan, a, a mind complication, we won't say uh, nasty words, but <laughs> and it screws your head up, you go, okay, well, that can't be true. Because anything which screws you up is not true. Anything. Mm -hmm. You go, okay, right, what's the real truth? You go to your heart, you, you go for a walk in nature, you sit, you breathe, you work. Say, okay, what's the real truth? What frequency would you like me to assign you, my lovely selves, my wonderful band of companions, my, 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 myself, my selves? What would you love? How would you like me to honor you as consciousness, as the divinity that I am? And I've just remembered the last line. <laughs> All of this, he says, is, is Neither the lover or the beloved cannot even be found in the realm of God. What we, because God is an idea, mm. God is a concept. How can we find that? So Rahu is the guide to uh, 
real yoga, real union, real consumption, real merging, real knowing. And Rao, because it pushes you, get to the point, like the chaos in our beautiful world at the moment, mm. which we don't need to comment on because it's just, mm. it's just amazing chaos. In the end, how many consciousness, individual drops of consciousness are going to go, oh, for goodness sake. And you know it's such, so chaotic. You know it can't be the truth. It's certainly, but he is, in a way, the, the leela, the play of, of, of consciousness. Mm. It is. Mm. So when you just laugh and go, oh, yeah, I see. I've got such a lot of lovely things we can say about the chaos. <laughs> Not now. Oh, I'm sure, and yeah, I'm sure there's more, more chaos to cover with Rahu. But for oh. now, I'm just conscious of the time um, as well, because I know that. It's correct. Um, well, I mean, up to you. When, when you'd say when it's time to stop. Well, well, for me, I think that's probably as good a time as any, because I feel like you've covered yeah. so many things that obviously have really resonated with me. And I hope listeners as well, like whether you have Rao in the second or not, like, you know, let's, let's face it. We're all, you know, in this together. It's a Rahu time, isn't it? And it's a Rahu time. That's the Rahu time for everybody. Absolutely, yeah. And, 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 and one thing is true as well, is that time is part of the, this planetary logos. We, time and space, the same as past and future, are really only little parameters so that we can play in the garden. Mm. We have to play here. And so we make, we draw it out as time. Mm. That's not now and that's not now, but it's all now. It's only now. And so when we say we're not in Rahu, or we're not, we've not got Rahu. You've only got to move to a different place in, in, in the universe, in, in, in wherever, on the, the map, mm. and you can be there. Right. You know what I mean? We can all be in Rahu. We all have Rahu in the second house. We would right. all have Rahu in all the houses. Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's it. Like and my astrology teacher used to say all the time, you know, um, you know, instead of getting fixated on one sign, we're all the signs. And exactly we're all this we're everything so yeah we tend to though kind of compartmentalize and you know i'm this i'm that whatever but we're all of it but having said that what about the next time we speak and uh, oh, yes talk about that yes. talk about rahu in the third tell me a bit about that then so the third house of astrology is our ability to uh listen whereas maybe the second is our ability to speak and you know to uh, have you know to value and all of that and self-worth and feed ourselves and nourish our souls and all of that and our physical body. The third house is our ability to engage and to, to speak and listen it's, and communicate in other ways as well, like the written word, third yeah. house. Third house is also libido. It's also all about our vitality and energy and the efforts we put in as well. Uh, it's also our siblings and they teach us how to fight for ourselves, to stand up for ourselves. So it's siblings as well, but it's any kind of interaction. So it represents siblings, neighbors, short trips around. It's all about back and forth, right? So yeah. right on the third, we could talk about that being maybe creating extremes again in that, you know, maybe yeah. it's about yeah. my opinion, you know, yeah. and standing up for myself and, you know, more about the egoic self, you might say the third house is probably uh, classified as. But it's also about being open and, and listening to other people's opinions and, and finding that opening as well. So there's much more we can talk about it. But third yeah. house generally is 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 that it's it's about ourself when we think about ourselves as the small s self. As the 
the small s self. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. More egoic self. Okay, well, that's going to be fun. That's definitely going to be fun with Rahu because Rahu does well in the third, it's seen as, because it's very much about um, the self, you know, as well, in an egoic yeah. self, uh, way as well. So we'll talk about that next time. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> is, is there actually, is there really an egoic self? You know, and it goes, so these are questions, yeah. Definitely yes. questions I'm going to be asking. And, um, there's what is the egoic self? What, what is, the egoic self? what yeah. is what, uh, and what we assume it means, it may not be at all what it really is, right? <laughs> so we, no, obviously, by you saying that, you've obviously experienced the opening in that way, yeah, 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 yeah. But many people don't, yeah, so it's it's understanding that as well to do with that. you. Like the identity then, so more... Maybe, yeah. It's a lot of words, I mean, lots of things, so... Let, let me put it simply then. The third house is like when we begin to engage with another, there can be a tendency for us then to become like this me and them, separate self. I absolutely understand. And then one of the primary things that I play with is the merging of the heart stars. It's a particular process might be beautiful to talk about that oh, that sounds great yeah that would be really good i love how that. to how to communicate these uh, surface levels and to express that and then to go and take it all to the self the namaste position if you like uh, oh yeah that's that's where it's at yeah so that for me would be rahu and then that's great opening it out yeah 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 so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that and share a little process with you maybe i could just do a a little five-minute thing. Third house would be this kind of engagement as well online now. We're all talking yeah. on Zoom. And it's, it's so easy to kind of get into your... It's like, it's different when you're in a space with someone else where you know that you feel that kind of communion. Mm. Whereas online, there seems to be a bit... It's a bit more disjointed. People seem to be more disjointed or complain about not really being with people. So mm. maybe we could talk to that a bit about how do we... When, when you're not with people, you're not with yourself. You have to, the way to play on Zoom is to fully embody, feel and be present with your feet on the ground, your, and just mm. occupy the space fully. I had a friend asking me, she was um, talking about feeling low and a bit depressed. And of course, we all reflect energy consciousness to each other, light refracting on light. But you, it's, you have, it really comes from that original light, the genius light, the little guiding light, if you like, mm. of that nuclear fusion, the two cells at the beginning, that's how we begin to uh, play the game of life. Mm. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I'll do a little thing with you um, uh, for everybody and maybe it might help. Because she was saying she, she wants some basic Kala yoga practices. Kala yoga means yoga of noun, yoga of impulse, mm. yoga of just, what my heart loves right now, what I really love. <clears throat> and that's that's a simple way through this portal to access it. That's the other great thing about the third house in astrology anyway, it represents yeah. this self-interest, but it represents our interests. Yes. So what am I what piques my interest? What what gets me going? Like in the natural third house is the sign Gemini, which in Sanskrit is called Mithuna, comes from the same word Mithuna, like Yeah, yeah, joining like, yes intercourse literally yes, yes. third house can be sex literally yes, yes, intercourse yes. between two people even in just conversation yes 
So it'd be this would be a great way to experiment with this, I think. Yes, I, I started a few years ago to play with how I could do what I do, what, what I, I facilitate online, um, as opposed to in person. And at the beginning, it's very disjointed when you first begin. But eventually, I've fallen into running uh, small alchemical groups of uh, the progress, the falling into the ability to be present to everything and digest it immediately. It's huge, it's huge. It, it's, mm -hmm. it can be faster than even in, well. Do you think that's because, look, this is my sense anyway, is that they're in their own space at home, in their own homes, but they're also engaging? We are being pushed to be in a kind of uh, retreat. Right. When there's less, whatever it is, whatever is going on, I know there's only one consciousness. Therefore, although to the mind, Mr. Frosty Breath, it might seem, oh my God, I'm not free, I can't do this, I can't do that, it's chaos. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's a huge process of awakening and merging. And truth or the highest frequency will or, or is ultimately the condition of, con of life, condition, mm -hmm. the, 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 it has to be. So whatever you imagine is going on, whatever we or anyone, uh, the truth is, the basic truth is fundamental, that the one is waking up to itself, to embody fully. <sighs> How does that feel nice? Feels good, yeah, feels good. Well, let's explore I, it a bit more next week yeah, then. Yeah, let's explore it a bit more. And that's why I suppose in a way, I just keep, I want to keep talking about this, but in another way, it's like, no, maybe let's just leave it. Till next yeah, time. Yeah, we'll it percolate until next week. This is the big thing about Rahu. Mm -hmm. The whole song of Rahu is about Rahu is the beloved. There's nothing, nothing, nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing wrong. And the first thing is embrace. Mm -hmm. When you become something, then you can shapeshift. If you don't, you're never going to shapeshift because you never get into neutral gear and being, you know. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. How do you get this? One more thing before I go is um, um, Osho used to talk about how did the goose get out the bottle or how did it get in? How did it get out? How do we get the, the mind out of the mind matrix that we each feel we're living in? How do we get out? We've got, I've got Rahu in the first, the second house. I've got this and I've got this planet there. and That's my box. It's not. You merge with everything. You know that you've made it all up. Not you, your your know, conscious mind, but you merge the love affair between conscious and unconscious. And when that just mm. out the box, there is no box. You merge with the box. The goose merges with the bottle, and there is no goose. There is no bottle. There is no. These are names that we have assigned temporarily to bits of candy floss or bits of light or bits of consciousness mm -hmm. so that we can play in the garden mm. like kids. But it's not real until you love it. Only what you love is real. The rest is not what you love and therefore it cannot be real. So if you apply that to any situation that you're in, okay, there's, there's little bits of, 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 of circumstances that we can set up to make it easier for that realization, like mm -hmm. dedicating two minutes to looking in the mirror and saying, and saying what you choose. And then you make it real because your body goes, oh, wow, 
and your cells start to love that dose of, of love and the vibration and everything. And so it's, it's choice. This is the planet or the frequency of choice. When we say the planet of choice, it's the frequency because it's all frequencies. Mm. Every different constellated planet, Vugraha, it's just another frequency. What if when you really go, oh my God, that has to be true across the board and it hits you, you go, okay, so how do we get there? You get there by choosing and instructing yourselves, your consciousness, declaring. We can talk about that next week. The heart, the, the heart star merge that I play with, it's one of the primary games. I call everything I do a game. It's not an exercise. It's not, it's not a, you know, <laughs> it's a little game. And that game makes the mind open up and Mr. Frosty Breath just face to the ground goes, okay, okay, I give up. So there we have to leave it for today. Unfortunately, I could speak to Kishori all day long, but we have to get on. And um, it's great to um, be able to come back to this with each house of the astrology chart and to have a sense of how we can approach it in each area of our life. Because as we talked about, we all experience Rahu in all many shades, in all its many ways. So um, if you'd like to explore more about uh, Kishori's work, you can always go to her website. It is magicmakeover.com. It's magic with a K at the end, hyphen makeover.com. My own website here is timelineastrology.com. And you can become a patron of Timeline Astrology and get more in-depth daily reports as well as monthly video forecasts and horoscopes. So go to timelineastrology.com or patreon.com forward slash Timeline Astrology. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to the next installment with Rahu in the third. Until next time. Mm -hmm.